Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. Really hope we see you there. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready, steady, go. Hello. Hello. This is just me off the bat. Go it's on. My own. It hasn't come from anyone else. It's come from me. Um, you know, in Devil Wears Prada, in that like iconic scene when don't look at me like that because you know it's amazing it's, I mean like okay. New York fashion Katie yeah. Tunstall's playing and they're just yeah. fucking thriving they're sliving they're just like they're just so fashionable yeah and it's that montage of like there's two montages in Devil Wears Prada yeah one of them is at the beginning when all the girls are like just looking so beautiful and amazing and being fashionable yeah and then there's the one later when Andy has her makeover Okay. And then it's like, are you wearing the Chanel boots? Yeah, I am. You know, that scene. Okay. Anyway, pivotal for me. Like, I just, it's huge. I love Devil Wears Prada. This morning, well, as we talked about on mon- last Monday, this Monday's episode, we yes. have to completely burn everything we own and start again because we're terrible at getting dressed and like our fashion is abysmal. Yeah. That process has started for me. Okay. I've decided to be more fashionable. Okay. I've bought these like chunky boots that look quite love cool. Love them. Thank you. Love them. I'm wearing a blazer. I'm wearing yeah. a dress. It's gone yeah. okay. I look pretty good. Like, I objectively, I can look at this outfit and be like, yeah, fashion. Unfortunately, it has been stress from start to finish wearing this outfit. And I just need to yeah. know, is it just me that finds being fashionable incredibly stressful? Uh, this is the thing. And for me, a function will always win over fashion. <laughs> because there is nothing worse than being uncomfortable in your outfit or something not quite fitting right or like you've got blisters or like something's digging into you. And you know what? There are some concessions I'm willing to make, but actually I think function over fashion and I think it is hard to be fashionable. It is. I've got yeah. blisters. Like these boots are so cool and I swear to God I'm going to break them, but they're breaking me right now. Like I've got terrible blisters. I've put shorts on underneath my dress, but even still, it's still embarrassing to flash your shorts because yeah. you just know full well no one in Devil Wears Prada is wearing shorts under their dress because they just wouldn't have the need. Do you know what I mean? They'd like flash like a perfectly toned bum cheek if they had to and only in the sight of like a good looking man for whom it would be like a meat cute. Do you know what I mean? They would never just be like Not getting off the tube and just be like, oh God, like yeah. fanny to the wind. Like, it's just stupid. Everything's, and then I got this, my, my hair, the bus went by and all my hair got stuck in my lip gloss embarrassing yeah oh that's why I never wear lip gloss can't stand that so but then like some people do it really well like some people I look at, uh, look at and think you're so fashionable and I can tell that you have an effortless time doing it like I don't know if you follow this girl called Coco Beauty 
on Instagram. She's absolutely stunning, but the outfits she wears are like so simple, but so chic. Literally, she just wears like a pair of jeans, a great pair of trainers, like a nice jumper and a nice over layer. And she looks so good. Oh, I don't know. I know. I'm just really uh, struggling. I'll keep going. It's fine. I'll make yeah. it work. Well, tell you and just an embarrassing thing about being a human. Um, yesterday, I went to go. Alex asked me to get him a pizza from the co-op, so I got him a pizza from the co-op, and I didn't know how to carry it home, so I ended up carrying it home like I was holding like a book, like I was at school. <laughs> you know, when you walk, like holding a folder, but I was just like holding oh. a pizza, like I, like I was holding a book. And I was yeah, because like, you can't hand like you're all, either that or you hold it like you're about to hand it to someone, <laughs> like deliver it to someone. Weird. Yeah, it's a really hard thing to carry home. <laughs> I suppose it is actually. It's just really stupid. I thought about it like that. Yeah, it's like that. T- yeah. Like it's like that time I dropped the cucumber and then it's like had to it's just there are some things that are just embarrassing yeah like there you go. something else is just embarrassing I've had an email go on I've had a, I've had a message um which has actually touched a nerve in like oh. a, a big nerve in me okay <laughs> no preamble nothing it just says no signatures are the most embarrassing thing ever <laughs> I came up with mine when I was 10 and it's so embarrassing but I feel like I can't change it now but does anyone check a signature? But does anyone ever check a signature? Mortifying stuff. No, but this is the thing. Whenever I get asked to do signatures, whenever I get asked, that sounds like I'm a I'm a very important person. I mean, like whenever you have to write a signature, it could be anything. Who the hell's gonna like cross reference it against what I wrote five years ago? But people do. Who? Well, I don't know, like... I don't think they do, though. This is the thing. No, I a think signature pe- is a stupid thing. But I think people would check it against, like... Maybe it's like... not. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll take that back. <laughs> but, but, okay, here's something. Perhaps if you were frauded... Don't know if that's... An, I don't know if that's a word. But if, if you were the victim of fraud and somebody yeah. faked to be you to steal your shit... And then you call the police and then the police were like, okay, but you signed for it. And then it's like, let's see the signature. And then we get the signature and then they see you didn't sign for it. That's not you because you see the signature and it's somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe they are but incredibly useful. How can you argue against it though? How can you say, no, that signature wasn't mine, but that one was? There is just no way to tell. Well, that's the point of a signature. It's your signature move. It's your signature. It's one that's like signifies you. What are they going to check it with? The other ones that you've done. Which other ones? Well, all of them. You have a signature. Are you telling me that you just have loads of signatures? I, I, I just write my name. I don't have a signature. I just write my name. Oh, I write, you don't have a signature. I write a light. You don't have a signature. Maybe I should admit this on the podcast because oh, I'm just going to get frauded left, right and centre. And We're making it. that into a verb. Um, you deserve it. I, I, you know what? Like, yeah, I just write her. my name. I just write a light. You don't have a signature. No. That's actually insane. No. Because it's just always seemed like a very stupid concept to me <laughs> oh my god so what have you written like what, i mean what do i so know like, fucking nothing does it look different on like your driving license well no it looks the same because it's just my handwriting i just write my name i write a light a light <laughs> a light yeah so you're either a light here for buckingham palace which is all i right. can ever think when i'm on the um uh, piccadilly line yeah yeah and you stop at green park or a light bulb a light yes. fixture. Yes. A light. Welcome to my in childhood. The sky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have been through these things. <laughs> yes. I can't believe you don't have a signature. Well, what do you do? Like well, some crazy well, thing. Well, this takes us back to the listener's point. My signature is so embarrassing. Is it squiggly? I'm going to so bad. Oh, okay, fine. I'll tell you all about it. So, I write Emily. Yeah. 
Your full is, name? I had nothing but time as a child, okay, to practice this. It, so okay. yeah, and as I've got older and I've got busier, I haven't had this sort of free time. So I, it's kind of, it's taken some hits. Okay. But it used to be, and I've actually got it on my driving license, Emily, yeah. and then I go down and then it goes, oh, and it makes a figure eight yeah. to get up to the C. Oh my God. Also, I have a different surname now. So I need to start, I need to go back to the drawing board. But do you really just write A-Light exactly the same all the time? Literally, I just write A-Light. Like, l as I'm writing it. Big A, little A. Pardon? Big A or little A? Big A. Nice. Because, obviously, I'm not an animal. Why would I do a little A? It's clearly an initial, so it's a big A. I don't like Ew. capitals. <laughs> and then, the yeah, just A dot light. Do I do a dot? Yeah, do I do a dot? Yeah, I do a dot. A dot light, yeah. Of course I do a dot. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do dot a dot l i g h t yeah yeah I, I suppose I need to make a new signature now because I have a new name but I just I hate it I've really kind of cut back now I just I go like Emily and then I do a big C and then I just kind of do a line so it's like Emily C line so you don't actually write Clarkson no life's wait I used to I thought you had to I thought you had to write your first initial and your last name I thought I your last my name first had to name be and then my last name is completely illegible. Okay, but you kind of, it's kind of there. It's not like, you don't write no. Emily C. I pretty much write Emily C and then, blah, 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 and then it disappears. By the time I've got to C, like I can't spell my middle name with any confidence. I'm really pleased I'm very rarely asked to write what that What is down. it? Harriet. Harriet, I knew that, Harriet. I've got no idea how to spell it. You definitely do, give it a go. I just don't know if it's two R's or two T's and I'm gonna sound stupid if I try. Try. But I can't spell things out loud. Okay, we'll try. <laughs> I H, just don't, yeah, no, I know it's H-A-R-R, -R, or is it? Is it two R's or two T's? Is it H-A-R-I-E-T-T, -T, or is it H-A-R-R-I-E-T? Do you want me to tell you? Yes. Second one. Double what R, was that? one T. Harriet. Yeah, so I don't have to write that down a lot, which is a relief, and you don't have to put it in the signature, which is even better. That's funny. Yeah, but, I, but you, you can't laugh at me. Your middle name's the same as your sister's name. I know, I know. Which is really, weird. Like, really weird. No offence. And I just got, there was like, this is too many girls. We've got too many fucking girl yeah, names. they thought that by the third one. They had two it. more girls. I know. And they'd already used your name twice. Very odd. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, my yeah name. because yeah. then they had the twins. Yeah. And they had to come up with like all new names for them. And they went with all traditional names apart from Genevieve, <laughs> which is like, which is basically like Doris in French. But why do they or love like Catherine Betty so much? Betty or Barbara in French. Like why have they had to have Catherine featured twice? I don't know. Has anyone else got a double up on names? I don't think actually ever brought it up. No, no one else doubles up. No. Interesting. So. Yeah, I do find signatures really embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed yeah. by my previous signature because I just look like I care too much. I think there's a real, you've just got to look like you don't give a shit. That's the trick. Yeah. But I remember, can I just say, I remember I used to, I could probably get done for fraud, so I'm gonna whisper it. I used to... That's, that's gonna, that's really gonna stop you from getting fraud. What? Whispering, Whispering it. Whispering it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I used to copy my mum's signature. Did you? And actually, for the school? life of me, I can't remember what for. I'm assuming that I must have wanted to get like off games or like not have to go to PE or swimming or something. But I don't know why, I just remember copying her signature, yeah. which can I just say, for someone with such terrible handwriting, is a very precise thing. Is it elaborate? Yeah, I can picture the whole thing and it's long and there's a lot of loops. And I used to genuinely, I think I thought like the FBI came every time you did a signature to cross-reference. <laughs> like even you're just giving it to your PE teacher. You do shit yourself. They yeah. look at it and they're like, I imagine that they're gonna like compare it to a note that she's given to be like, 
this is not the legitimate document. You're a fraud. Get Shame. out. Shame. <laughs> you know, that's what I thought would happen. I guess now it makes much more sense, like DocuSign. It's so easy now. And then you can literally trace it back to be like, this person signed it, sent it from their email address. But back in the day, it was just the Wild West. Yeah, you just had your word for it. Yeah. And you, you quit. What, 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 that's why you had to have such a good signature. But yes, I agree. Fundamentally, I agree. signatures are so Stupid. embarrassing. It's also embarrassing when like DPD or whoever deliver the parcel and they want a photo of it, but they've already given it to yeah. you. And they're like, can we take a photo? I'm like, for fuck's sake, fine. <laughs> Do you know how many of those I smiled for? <laughs> <laughs> um, or I, my new thing, I've just started like shoving my arm out the door because I don't yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. in it. So I'm just like, here you go. And then like, <laughs> yeah. just, is that weird? How, like, yeah, all of it, everything. Yeah, proving your identity is a horrifying thing to do. Okay, so I have an embarrassing story. Hi all, goes without saying, love the podcast, and you make me actually burst out laughing on the rag, often inappropriate places, sorry. I thought you meant said on the rag. On the rag? Uh, well, like, stay oh. with that. Okay. Stay with that, okay? Okay. A horrendous story for you to go with, is it just me? Bear with me, it's a long one. For context, I am the only female in my office with five men, and everyone is incredibly quiet. You can hear a pin drop. I have come off the pill a few weeks ago, having been on it for at least a decade and having not had a period in that time. And I have just had my first period since stopping the pill. Hooray, my body seems to function even if I can't. See below. I am at work in the office and wearing my wonderful workers who have sponsored the podcast previously. I stand up to go to the toilet. For some unknown and ungodly reason, my body decides to sabotage me and I queef completely out of the blue and uncontrollably. 100% blaming this with being on my period and there being liquid and air down there and the movement from sitting to standing. And it's loud, really loud. It almost sounds like a fart. I then keep queefing with every step I take in my de desperation. Every step I take. <laughs> every queef. I then keep creeping with every step I take in this desperation to just evacuate the room at this point. I have to walk past all of my colleagues to get out of this goddamn room as well. I make it to the toilet and by this point I don't know how I'm able to head back into the office but clearly I have to. No one has mentioned this so I am praying that the queef wasn't as loud as I think it was but it was. I was there. They all heard me. I don't make eye contact with any of them and I think they're being polite and don't want to mention anything. I am however totally mortified and might as well hand in my notice. I feel like the best way for me to process this is to deal with it head on and email you guys 100% also raising this in my therapy session this week please tell me this isn't and is it just me and this has happened to someone else please okay so not for me <laughs> it hasn't happened to me personally but I'm <laughs> I'm I'm sorry she doesn't want to hear that that hasn't happened to me has it happened to you have you, have you ever queef <sighs> oh but, but like not... I mean sorry I mean like out and about oh I, out on the town, I, I don't work. I don't think so no I'm... but I I I'm always scared of used to be scared of doing that because I find it quite uncontrollable whereas a fart you can control it but I find a queef way more uncontrollable because as you walk with every step you take a queef and it does make, you make. <laughs> that needs a rewrite um that's I really feel for you it's like my friend I mean it's not the same but my friend's got really farty flip farty, farty shoes and everywhere she walks, she's like, oh, it's, 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 it's farty, farty shoes. <laughs> As opposed to you and your farty flaps. Yeah. Um, oh, God. No, that's uh, rough. That's you know, rough. That, that is one of the real reasons we need to end inequality in the workplace. Like, we can't have this yeah. sort of, we can't have this sort of imbalance. She needed women there going, don't worry about it. Singing a song over the top. <laughs> to every step you, just to distract from the, you know. 
Yeah. No woman would have let that happen in silence. I think the best way to approach things like that is just to pretend it never happened. A hundred percent. Keep walking with confidence. Like, is it in their heads? Like, let them think it's, let them start to question themselves, yeah, doubt themselves. You gaslight them into, into believing. You gaslight yeah, them. Yeah, into believing that you would <laughs> never queef in the workplace. Bless you. Also, she said that she doesn't have to be anonymous because she's got no, no dignity left anyway. But we will, we will spare her. Hi, Helen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, love it. Honestly, God love you. Okay, so I also have a voice note, which has become my new favourite, favourite, favourite thing. Agree. Okay, here we go. Ready? Okay, hit me. Ladies, oh my God, I've got to tell you this. Talk about, should I delete this? Well, I did have to delete it. So I listened to your podcast today. Loved it. Put it on my story saying, highly recommended. But what I didn't realise was I went on your guest's Instagram, posted hers saying that I should watch you. But on her clip, it says about when she looks, you know, in her reflection saying I shouldn't go on top. My daughter, who's 24, then messages me saying, Mother, why are you sharing that? I'm 45. Oh my God, talk about should I delete this? Well, I did delete it and I nearly died. And then she's texting me saying you need to be careful what you're doing we don't need to know about your sex life oh my god and then I'm trying to say it was um about makeup and um, positivity about ageist and things oh god so the only clip that shows up is Nadine (laughs) saying I can never get on top again (laughs) oh my god imagine finding out your mum's listening to (laughs) apologies My mum, so that Nadine episode, like I told her afterwards, because my mum has gotten a lot of skincare advice from Nadine via me. Like I've been like, Nadine, what should my mum do with this, this and this? So she loves Nadine. My mum loves Nadine. And I told her that she'd been on and that we talked about her and stuff. So she rang me the day and she was like... "Um, I'm just trying to find your podcast. She's she's not very uh, tech literate. I'm trying to find your podcast. Like, how do I do it? And I was like, no please, please, you can't, you can't go on that because not too far away from Nadine's episode is sex parties and squirting. And I cannot, I cannot have my mum see that. Absolutely not. And ask if she, if she happens to listen to that episode, me asking a shit ton of questions that are just absolutely, (laughs) she would never forgive me. This is killing me that you, that this information is out there in the world and you just hope that your mum's never gonna, does does she not use Instagram? No, she doesn't have Instagram. I know, I know. Jesus, I can't wait to like sit down with her and tell her what we do for a job. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna blow her mind. Um, she's, she's, she has no idea what I do. She's anyway. gonna no idea. She'll be like, oh my god, <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, so just okay. So that hearing that voice note there about like that misunderstanding reminded me of this story that I know, and it's honestly become folklore at my school about parents who had a party they had like a house full of people yeah and then they went to bed yeah and i think the tv in their room was connected to the speaker no. in the um main room where the party was still going no. on and then some sorted tapes no oh my god we're playing oh my god but only the audio came through to the party well thank god thank god the video didn't come through well yeah but i mean also still not good oh. i actually have reason to believe it might have been a home tape but that might just be me adding an embellishment Fuck. for oh flair. My God. So bad. Oh my God, die. I know, but it does make me laugh when people think like pe- like about like parents sex- sexing. Like, how did, yeah, how do you know. think you got here? 
I know. I, and there's five of us. Like, it happened at least four times. I know. Get, what, your parents? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're still I know, married. I know, and they've been together for ages. What do you think they do? Do you know what I mean? I, like, I just just think ignorance is bliss, really. For both of you? Yeah, and denial is good as well. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Put that on a fridge magnet. Denial is good. <laughs> ignorance is bliss and denial is great. <laughs> AL. You're all welcome. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, I have something more serious. Someone is asking us for some advice. Okay, gear change. Gear change. Okay. Can you do that? Yeah, go. No, no, I mean physically. Physically. Can you do that in a car? Can you drive a manual car? Um, that's a more difficult question. Yes, I only drive a manual car, but that's a whole a whole different thing in itself. You drive a manual car once a year. I, I, okay, I won't go on too much of a tangent, but I, I drive a manual car and I cannot for the life of me work out which gear I'm in at what time. I have to count down one, two, three, four, five to work out where the gear stick is and to work out which one I'm in. Oh my God, what? I know, because I can't. The fact that you exist, makes me scared to drive. <laughs> I know, literally. I mean, I have an idea, I'm in, th- I'm in three, but I'm just like, hang on, one, two, three. Yeah, it must be, because the gear is But you don't sit in three up. for ages anyway. You know, most of the time you're just working your way up. Um, the speed I go, I sit in, I sit in three. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I, I obviously don't, because that's dangerous. But like, I don't go much above three. Unless Four? I get on the motorway. You are going to have to get into five if you're going on the motorway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, that's... Anyway. Anyway. That really, really, really worries me. Because mm. you know they say you don't have to worry, like you don't worry about yourself, you just worry about other drivers. Like I'm just gonna have to worry about you. Not yeah. wor- not hurting you, but hurt like Yeah. Yeah, shit. No, I am very, very careful. I mean touch bread and whistle. No, I believe that like, you're very careful. I am I think like, that might be to your detriment how I'm careful you are. Danger at every literally every second. Yeah, I actually when Al's a passenger in the car, it is one of the most stressful things yeah, in the world. Like I'm a car comes and she's like, Whoa, a car and like the I know. Worse <laughs> on the road. Passenger. Like full like way worse like imagine like your mum in the passenger seat and then times it by like yeah. fifty. Hyacinth bouquet. I've been compared to on many occasions. Hyacinth bouquet. Yeah. What does that mean? You're probably I think you're too young for that, which is quite sad. It was a TV show and she was I'm going to show you a clip on YouTube later. It's brilliant. Anyway. Give it on VCR. <laughs> yeah, literally. Okay. 
Hey, I love the podcast. Please, can I send in and is it just me? My friend's boyfriend broke up with her a few months ago and has done some awful things to her over the 12 years they've been together, including a lot of manipulation, borderline abuse and gaslighting. He's since slept with one of her friends and has been even more revolting since they broke up. She's now agreed to see him again for a few days and the rest of our friendship group and me are so worried that they're going to get back together. What should we say and do? We can't pretend he hasn't done all these awful things and treat him normally, but obviously we want to be there for her and to be her friend. We've already aired our concerns about her relationship with her, but is there something more we can do to prevent them getting back together without being interfering help? Fuck, that's so hard. So fucking hard. It's so hard because ultimately at the end of the day, it's her decision and her life, but that doesn't stop you being very concerned and wanting to... But also, like, I don't think you need to worry about interfering. Like you said, is there any way we can do it without interfering? Fucking interfere. Yeah, it, it definitely. Like, if you're worried for your friend's safety... Exactly. Then button, you know, like, yeah. now's a good time because he isn't... You know, it's obviously very difficult for people when they're in that relationship and in that situation. But before mm-hmm. she gets back into it, you have this opportunity while she's not totally under his thumb to have a conversation with her and like do it like an intervention if yeah you can, if, i mean if you can face it like and not in a way that's like we're angry with you but in a way that if all of the friends that are worried can show up and sh- and be show your concern together yeah. and it's not like we're going to be so mad at you if you do this it's going to be like the, we are deeply concerned out of love and yeah. concern and we yeah. are all here for you yeah. and if this is what you're going to do we're here for you anyway but we just implore you yeah. not to do this you know this is what we know and this is what you know this relationship's going to be and this is what you're worth and this is this 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 and lay everything out put it all together because that's when it looks most shocking when everything is com- you know when it it's all a a huge like cumulative effect so lay everything out and like even list it all out like write it all down so she's got all the information because when you're in something it's really hard to have any oversight and any any perspective so get try and give her that perspective and I guess from there that's that's all you can do really and just hope that and it's frustrating because you feel I think I've definitely been in this position I'm in a not too dissimilar situation with someone I love and you really want to be there and you have to be there that's Mm. the thing right you can't force her to do anything and you can sit there and you can know you can drive you up the fucking wall because you know what's best and you know she's in pain or you know that she will be and you know that this just isn't her happiness and her happy ending and isn't what she deserves and whatever but ultimately you can't control her life and you can't be the one, you know, if she's been with him for, I think it's a 12 years, you know, you're fully indoctrinated. And in the same way that an addict can only get help when they are ready, right? it's going to be the same for her. And yes, you can help by being around her. Like Al said, you can write it all down and you can really try and make sure she hears you, but hearing you and believing you are two separate things. And I don't know if there are people in her life that can help like her mum or whatever, like to be involved in this conversation, because obviously if you're like worried for her welfare, then that's what you have to do. And even if it doesn't work this time, you can't give up. Like even if 
you know, you do this and she goes back to him anyway. You can't just wash your hands with it and go, well, oh, well, fuck her, we tried to help. Yeah. Because she's obviously in a horrible situation with this person. Yeah. And I think you just have to keep being there. And, and I just I, think you can't, you have to interfere. And hopefully if she does get back with him, it's not just black and white, like, well, now she's back with him forever and that's that. Like, you might have sown, even if she does get back with him, you might have sown a seed of doubt. And that doubt can, you know, then hopefully grow legs. And I mean, I think it would be, it would be difficult for her to to overlook that if you sit down with her, with all your mates, sit down with her, and even like, literally, I'm thinking like, make a fucking make a fucking folder, yeah, like put everything in that, yeah, and just be, yeah, make a PowerPoint and be like, we we are putting everything in front of you, like that has to at least sow a seed of doubt, yeah. And then remember, and this is something that I really struggle with in my life, it's that people, not everybody's like you, and people are gonna do things differently to you. And sometimes it's so fucking annoying because you can be looking at a situation with 2020 vision, I was gonna say 4040, it's not a thing, was looking, you can look at a situation and just see it crystal clear for what it is. And you can sit like as I, have done on mm. so many occasions and you can like completely like psychoanalyze the situation and explain all the behaviors and make complete sense of it in your head and all the jigsaw pieces make perfect sense to you but yeah. that is any other angle and it's a completely different picture mm. and so you have to have a lot of empathy for the fact that not everybody's going to see it like you see it yeah. and instinctively I know it's really easy to get kind of angry with your friends when you give them all the evidence and they still can't believe it or see yeah. it but that might well be what's happening it and might tie into issues with her self-esteem as well and her self-worth which might have taken a beating through being with him for 12 years yeah so um, you just have to keep showing her support and yeah, love. Yeah, a like, lot of love. Yeah. yeah. Carrots all the way, baby. Keep us updated. I hope yeah. it goes okay. And yeah. Lots of love. Lots of love. Okay, and I have something embarrassing okay. to end us on. Yep. I've actually... This, this makes me die. Okay. I digress. Uh, hello to everyone. Love the podcast, of course. Got me through a good chunk of my long run in marathon training. Fucking... Love that. <laughs> I have a very mildly embarrassing story. So I'm doing the, I like that it's like categorized as like a mildly embarrassing story. I actually, I think, yeah. but anyway, you'll just see for yourself. You can rate it at the end and the see severity. if you agree with um, okay. her diagnosis of mild. Okay. Uh, mildly embarrassing story. So I'm doing the two mile serpentile swim this year. This woman does not stop. Wow. And not a big swimmer. I would beg to differ if you're about to swim for two miles. Okay. I'm not a big swimmer until recently. Had only swum a handful of times since lessons as a child. So I didn't have all the gear. I was complaining to my friend. And the problem with open water swimming is I can't see where I'm going. I wear reasonably strong glasses. She was just like, you're an idiot. Buy some prescription goggles. Which in hindsight is not sure why I hadn't thought of. <laughs> Actually genius. I need some prescription goggles. But I really feel like that's admitting. I feel like it's a waste of money. I'm not going to swim. I hate swimming. Anyway, I ordered some under £20 and next day delivery. Wow. Fuck it, I will order some. Wow. They arrived and obviously I put them on straight away, showed my boyfriend, took some pics, etc. They are amazing, super comfy, 10 out of 10 vision. Honestly, could have been wearing contacts. This woman is selling yeah. me. I haven't been in a pool in like five years and I'm like sold. I want some too. So as you do, I kind of just left them on. Why not? About an hour later, I went into a Teams meeting, fairly big meeting of around 40 people. No. So I went in with my camera turned off, meaning I didn't get the little preview of my face. 
15 minutes in, someone asked me a question I knew the answer to. So I put my hand up. I get brought into the meeting, turn my camera on and start speaking. (gasps) 10 seconds later, I realise I'm still wearing the fucking goggles. But instead of turning my camera off quickly like a normal person, I carried on talking and proceeded to take them off while still on camera. Oh, no. The most embarrassing bit is that no one acknowledged it. No, (sighs) ha, ha, why are you in goggles? So I could explain (laughs) myself. Just some awkward message from my friend going, what are you doing? Oh, that is... That's way worse uh, than mild. Yeah, that is that is, that that is, is very that is embarrassing. That is like three chilli peppers on the menu. But like, they're quite uncomfortable things to wear, goggles. Do you know what I mean? They're not like glasses, which sit quite lightly on top of your, on the bridge of your nose. Yeah. Like, they go all the way around your head. They yeah. dig into your hair. Agree. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very disruptive thing thing to wear I'm just how it's so good oh it's so bad it's so bad and taking them off as well it's like it's, it's almost <laughs> worse to take them off like just commit to them being on it's like that scene in Notting Hill at the end where um, or in the middle when Hugh Grant goes on the date with Julia Roberts and he couldn't find his glasses to go to the cinema so he put his prescription snorkeling mask on to go to the cinema <laughs> to go and watch the film except that's Hugh Grant in the 90s so it's charming but in a team's meeting is brutal and taking them off somehow is like more embarrassing than is it is it more embarrassing to keep them on or take them off because i think taking off goggles anyway is embarrassing because then you've got the stupid red marks oh, around your eyes th- th- and this, you're blind to this girl please can you email us a pic i need a visual please can you email us a picture of you in the in the goggles so we can just we can just visualize this and if you want if we're allowed to share it on instagram please can we share it on instagram <laughs> i'm really like dying i'm just imagining like imagine this like showing up on a zoom call and you're in goggles <laughs> It's so embarrassing. <laughs> wearing, go- wearing, it's something out of context. It's like wearing goggles out, like not near a pool is so embarrassing. Well, they're just, they're just not the most attractive things ever, are they? Because they really go right into your face. They weren't built for, uh, for vanity. And I've sure. got really big eye sockets. Just a fun fact about me as a person. Yeah. Like, I think when you look at me as a skeleton, like when I die, when you look at my skull. Yeah. It's just going to be massive holes. <laughs> but like, look how big... Go with it, guys. Look how big that is. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, my eye sockets are really big. So there's a lot of space for goggles to get lost in there. Like I put goggles on, they look really stupid. They look like they're like stuck like halfway down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like something's got wedged like halfway into a cave, basically. I just I just can't believe she just forgot she was wearing them. I want those goggles. I mean, I don't even need glasses, but I want those goggles. They sound well comfortable and fun. <laughs> And actually, it makes so much more sense they're not going to blow off your face like glasses. Also, whenever it rains, you're a glasses wearer, Daisy, you'll hear me. When it rains and you're in glasses, you're absolutely fucked, smeary as shit. I'd say goggles are the way forwards for that. Yeah, because suction, nothing could get in. No, and also, just like they're easier just to sort of give a wipe. Yeah. Yeah. I, for a long time, thought about like, could we invent like windscreen wipers for glasses in the rain? And then I thought, as I do with most things, mm. if that were possible, someone would have done it by now. We're just looking now, just found a picture of, of windscreen wipers for glasses. Oh, they do exist. So fun. <laughs> okay. Love well, that. This okay. has been great. <laughs> yeah, like, has this it? Has okay. been great. Are we over? Is it over? We've done yeah. it. Okay. We? Uh, thank you for listening. Should I delete that? We would love to hear your is it just me's or embarrassing stories. So please either DM us on Instagram at should I delete that pod or email us at should I delete that at gmail.com. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening. Should I delete that? It's part of the ACAST Creator Network. 